Shepherds. Wasn't it fun to have the shepherds with us? And of course, everything we've heard tonight is based on the marvelous, true story that the Bible tells us about that first advent, Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago, when shepherds on the, on the, in their field were visited by angels and told of the baby's birth, and they rushed to Bethlehem to see what had happened. And so, uh, you know, we may, maybe lots of different things might come to your mind when you think of who Jesus is or what Jesus was about or what he did for a living. We think of what? Carpenter, a builder of some kind, worked with his hands. And yet, I want to talk just for a few minutes about something Jesus said about himself. Something that Jesus said about, one thing that Jesus said about himself was, I am the good shepherd. So here we've, we've been talking about shepherds a little bit off and on this evening. And Jesus said about himself, I am the good shepherd. I love that one of the shepherds up here said, something is happening. Something's coming. He could tell that that night was going to be different. And so that's what we've been doing in recent weeks is, is this series that we've called He Came. Everybody say, Jesus came. Jesus came. We've been exploring the significance of Christmas. What, what is significance about the fact that he came? What is a significance about the Son of God who we call Emmanuel? We've sang that this evening. Anybody know what that means? What does Emmanuel mean? God with us, that God entered into our world, became, took on flesh, became a man, the Son of God, Jesus. And so we've been, we've been asking God to show us in his word what's significant about the fact that he came. So let me read to you just three verses from John chapter 10. Jesus, this is Jesus speaking about himself. Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly, or some of your Bibles might say have it to the full. Then he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. We love Christmas time, don't we? I mean, I know there's tough things at times and there's ups and downs, but we, we love Christmas. Now, raise your hand if you love Christmas. Okay, I mean, what, we, we talked about this recently, what all comes to mind, traditions and singing songs that are favorites and go, uh, going to church and getting together with family and friends and parties and celebrations, and these are the things that come to our minds. And we love Christmas. I think this time of year we even love shepherds. But what about the rest of the year? What about the rest of the year? Are some of those things still significant in your everyday life? Is Christmas time significant to us throughout the year? Do you know the Good Shepherd? Are you following the Good Shepherd? Um, the, the, of the verses I read to you, the one I want us to take just a little bit more thoughtful look at tonight is John 10.10, 10, where Jesus says, I came, everybody say Jesus came. Jesus came. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly, Jesus says. I mean, thinking of Jesus, what comes to our mind? When we think about who Jesus is, what he's done, um, 
maybe some of us just think about life after death benefits. And it's an okay to think of a thing, thing to think, because it's true. We talk all the time around here that the Bible teaches us that the gospel is the spectacularly good news that God rescues sinners like you and I through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. You and I are sinners. You and I go our own way. We rebel against God. We are stuck in selfish ways. We don't want to do his thing. We want to do our thing. And our sin and rebellion against God is deserving of consequences, of punishment, of death. But the gospel is the spectacularly good news that God rescues sinners and doesn't leave us there through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It's been said multiple times tonight already. The best gift of Christmas is God's gift of his son. The best gift of Christmas is God's free gift of salvation that he offers to you who are sinners in a rebellion against God and separated from him and going your own way. And yet God, not because you earned it, not because you match up, not because you're a good person, not because you come to church, not because you do, 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 and try, 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 and behave, and I got my act together, and maybe God, not because of any of that, because of God's grace, he sent his son to rescue you from sin and death and bring you into life and forgiveness of sin. And what do you do with a gift? Do you have to earn it? What do you do with a gift? Do you have to pay for it? With a gift, you receive it. And God offers his free gift of salvation through Jesus, and he invites you to receive his free gift by putting your trust in Jesus, by putting your faith in him, by realizing you can't rescue yourself. There's nothing you're going to ever do to match up to God's holy, righteous standard. And instead, I say, Jesus, I need you. I put my faith in you. I trust you with my life. And then God gives that free gift of salvation. And with it comes the forgiveness of sin and rescue from sin and death. And you are made right with God. You are put back into the relationship we are intended to be in with God. And yes, and yes, one of the spectacular benefits is life after this earth, life eternal in the presence of God. Is that a good grift? Good gift? Merry Christmas, God says, inviting you into his, enjoying his presence forever. And yet, we need to be careful. We need to be careful that it's not just a get out of hell free card. That Jesus isn't just something that we hope will work out for us at the end. What about from now till our earthly death? What about this life? What does God have for you? Why are you here? What does God have for you between now and your earthly death? What is the significance of Christmas? What is the significance of Jesus? Why would I follow Jesus? Why would I submit my whole life to him? Why would I want to choose him over all my own ways? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. But, but dig in with me here for a moment, because maybe you've heard him say this, but what does this look like? What does this mean? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The Bible, in so many places, compares the leaders of God's people to shepherds, and God's people then to sheep. So many 
He places the God, God's, in, in God's word, we see his lead, the, the leaders of God's people referred to as shepherds and, uh, and his people as sheep. And now the ultimate shepherd, the best shepherd, the great shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And if we look at all these Bible accounts of sheep and shepherds, what, is, what does the Bible teach us about what a shepherd is to be? And why would you follow Jesus? And what is the significance of Jesus in your life before your earthly death? Because Jesus is a good shepherd. And what do good shepherds do? The Bible tells us on and on and on things like shepherds lead us to green pastures, to still waters, that shepherds go after the sheep that have strayed, that that, that the good shepherd keeps keeps us out of stuff that would harm us. That the good shepherd takes us to good water. That there is picture in the Bible of, of shepherds and now the ultimate good shepherd, Jesus. And this picture should be his caring, his protecting, his providing for us. Ready for this? That's a picture of God at work in your life. The opportunity you have in submitting yourself to Jesus and becoming a sheep of the good shepherd is to enjoy those things. And those things are are God at work in your life. And get this, he's at work for your good. Do you believe that? He's at work in in your life for what's best for you. He's at work in our lives for our good and his glory. And, and, and I want to ask and be honest, is that news to us that he's at work for our good? Is it news to you that Jesus wants what's best for you? Why follow Jesus? Some pe- I mean, it's easy for some of us, I think, at times to go, or people around us to go, why follow Jesus? That sounds lame, hard, like a pain. I don't know if I'm interested. But we got to shake that image. we got to shake that perception of Jesus. Let me tell you, friends, Jesus doesn't call us to a bleak, boring, lame existence. Jesus isn't out to get you. He's not out to slow your roll. He's not out to ruin your day. Jesus isn't a a a buzzkill. He's not a guilt tripper. We've heard this one recently. Jesus' default posture toward you is not a pointed finger. Do we sometimes wonder if Jesus' default posture toward us is a pointed finger? And let's let God's word tell us that Jesus' default posture towards you, his heart towards you, is not a pointed finger. It's open arms. Jesus said, I came. Everybody say, Jesus came. Jesus said, I came that they might have what? Life. Yes, eternal life and life what? Abundantly. Some of our Bibles say and life to the full. Now, one more caution, one more thing to be careful of. We need to be careful that when we think of life in abundance, we tend to think stuff. This is not God saying, oh yeah, I have, Jesus saying, I have come that you might have life and have an abundance of stuff, of money, of material wealth. That's not what this is about. Money can buy many things, but not Satisfaction, not meaningful life. Abundant life is not about having stuff. Abundant life is about the possibility that with God, 
life can be rich and full and meaningful and joyful. This opportunity that we have through Jesus to, have, to enjoy abundant life, yes, eternal life eventually, but in the meantime, abundant life is an opportunity to, does this sound good? To be receiving of God's favor, of his blessing. Do you desire abundant life? Now, am I saying that life will be perfect? No. Become a Christian and everything is all of a sudden perfect and rosy and you'll never go through anything hard. No, I'm not saying that. Will you become, as a follower of Jesus, still experience difficulty and hardship and suffering? Yes. But God will be with you in it. Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, life will continue to be a roller coaster of ups and downs and difficulties and hardship. Circumstances might be difficult, but abundant life means that God will be with you in it. Remember these candles we lit? Remember these candles we lit? Abundant life means that Jesus can bring true peace, hope, joy, love, no matter your earthly circumstances no matter the ups and downs in the roller coaster of life, that Jesus can bring true peace, hope, joy, love. Abundant life is deep soul satisfaction. Deep soul satisfaction that is only found in relationship with God. So in Jesus in those that walk with him, in those that submit their life to him, in those that have recognized they can't do it on their own, they don't match up, they'll never match up, they can't earn, they can't behave enough to rescue themselves, to those who are in Jesus, because of Jesus and because of the grace of God, we can experience the best that earthly life has to offer. Abundant life. And enjoy life eternal in his presence. Merry Christmas. Father in heaven, thank you that you are a God who, who comes near to us, who has shown us that in, in the Christmas story. We thank you that you are a God who comes near to us by sending your son into our world. And through him, God, we thank you for that best gift of Christmas, the invitation to be in Jesus. We thank you for that best gift of Christmas, your free gift of salvation. God, thank you that those that receive your gift enjoy life eternal in your presence and rich, full, meaningful, joyful life now. Father, we pray that, uh, I pray that this would just not be another Christmas that would pass us by and that would be um, just too busy and too overwhelming to really pause and reflect. God, I pray that, that we would not celebrate Christmas year after year, that we would not celebrate Christmas every year after year and yet somehow miss the Christ. God, I pray that as we celebrate Christmas year after year, we would be pointed to the Christ, to the rescuer, to, the, to your son who came to bring life where we are headed for death. So thank you, Father, 
for sending your son. We thank you that Jesus is the door. We, we, we believe that he is the only door to eternal safety. We believe that he is the do- door to, to soul-satisfying, deep soul-satisfying green pastures in this life. And God, we know that Jesus is the door to you. And you invite us to enter. So God, I pray that we would, that we would enter, that before we get to gifts and parties and food and lights and laughter, I pray that we would come to you and receive your gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.